This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read and recorded by Eric S. Piotrowski, FBESP.org, Madison, Wisconsin, USA. 18th of February, 2006. The Tao Te King, or The Tao and Its Characteristics, by Lao Tse. Translated by James Legge. Part 2 Chapters 55 through 63 Chapter 55, Section 1 He who has in himself abundantly the attributes of the Tao is like an infant. Poisonous insects will not sting him. Fierce beasts will not seize him. Birds of prey will not strike him. Chapter 55, Section 2 The infant's bones are weak and its sinews soft, but yet its grasp is firm. It knows not yet the union of male and female, and yet its virile member may be excited, showing the perfection of its physical essence. All day long it will cry without its throat becoming hoarse, showing the harmony in its constitution. Chapter 55, Section 3 To him by whom this harmony is known, the secret of the unchanging Tao is shown, and in the knowledge wisdom finds its throne. All life-increasing arts to evil turn, where the mind makes the vital breath to burn. False is the strength, and o'er it we should mourn. Chapter 55, Section 4 when things have become strong, they then become old, which may be said to be contrary to the Tao. Whatever is contrary to the Tao soon ends. Chapter 56, Section 1 He who knows the Tao does not care to speak about it. He who is ever ready to speak about it does not know it. Chapter 56 Section 2 He who knows it will keep his mouth shut and close the portals of his nostrils. He will blunt his sharp points and unravel the complications of things. He will attemper his brightness and bring himself into agreement with the obscurity of others. This is called the mysterious agreement. Chapter 56 Section 3 such an one cannot be treated familiarly or distantly. He is beyond all consideration of profit or injury, of nobility or meanness. He is the noblest man under heaven. Chapter 57, Section 1 A state may be ruled by measures of correction. Weapons of war may be used with crafty dexterity but the kingdom is made one's own only by freedom from action and purpose chapter fifty seven section two how do i know that it is so by these facts in the kingdom the multiplication of prohibitive enactments increases the poverty of the people the more implements to add to their profit that the people have the greater disorder there is in the state and clan 
the more acts of crafty dexterity that men possess the more do strange contrivances appear the more display there is of legislation the more thieves and robbers there are chapter fifty seven section three therefore a sage has said i will do nothing of purpose and the people will be transformed of themselves i will be fond of keeping still and the people will of themselves become correct i will take no trouble about it and the people will of themselves become rich i will manifest no ambition and the people will of themselves attain to the primitive simplicity chapter fifty eight section one the government that seems the most unwise oft goodness to the people best supplies that which is meddling touching everything will work but ill and disappointment bring misery happiness is to be found by its side happiness misery lurks beneath it who knows what either will come to in the end chapter fifty eight section two shall we then dispense with correction the method of correction shall by a turn become distortion and the good in it shall by a turn become evil the delusion of the people on this point has indeed subsisted for a long time chapter fifty eight section three therefore the sage is like a square which cuts no one with its angles like a corner which injures no one with its sharpness he is straightforward but allows himself no license he is bright but does not dazzle chapter fifty nine section one for regulating the human in our constitution and rendering the proper service to the heavenly there is nothing like moderation chapter fifty nine section two it is only by this moderation that there is effected an early return to man's normal state that early return is what i call the repeated accumulation of the attributes of the tao with that repeated accumulation of those attributes there comes the subjugation of every obstacle to such return of this subjugation we know not what shall be the limit and when one knows not what the limit shall be he may be the ruler of a state Chapter 59, Section 3 He who possesses the mother of the state may continue long. His case is like that of the plant, of which we say that its roots are deep and its flower-stalks firm. This is the way to secure that its enduring life shall long be seen. Chapter 60, Section 1 Governing a great state is like cooking a small fish. Chapter 60, Section 2 Let the kingdom be governed according to the Tao, and the manes of the departed will not manifest their spiritual energy. It is not that those manes have not that spiritual energy, but it will not be employed to hurt men. It is not that it could not hurt men, but neither does the ruling sage hurt them. Chapter 60, Section 3 
When these two do not injuriously affect each other, their good influences converge in the virtue of the Tao. Chapter 61 Section 1 What makes a great state is its being like a low-lying, down-flowing stream. It becomes the center to which tend all the small states under heaven. Chapter 61 Section 2 to illustrate from the case of all females the female always overcomes the male by her stillness stillness may be considered a sort of abasement chapter sixty one section three thus it is that a great state by condescending to small states gains them for itself and that small states by abasing themselves to a great state win it over to them in the one case the abasement leads to gaining adherence in the other case to procuring favor chapter sixty one section four the great state only wishes to unite men together and nourish them a small state only wishes to be received by and to serve the other each gets what it desires but the great state must learn to abase itself Chapter 62, Section 1 Tao has of all things the most honored place. No treasures give good men so rich a grace. Bad men it guards, and doth their ill efface. Chapter 62, Section 2 Its admirable words can purchase honor. Its admirable deeds can raise their performer above others. Even men who are not good are not abandoned by it. Chapter 62, Section 3 Therefore when the sovereign occupies his place as the son of heaven, and he has appointed his three ducal ministers, though a prince were to send in a round of symbol of rank large enough to fill both the hands, and that as the precursor of the team of horses in the courtyard, such an offering would not be equal to a lesson of this Tao, which one might present on his knees. Chapter 62, Section 4 why was it that the ancients prized this Tao so much? Was it not because it could be got by seeking for it, and the guilty could escape from the stain of their guilt by it? This is the reason why all under heaven consider it the most valuable thing. Chapter 63 Section 1 It is the way of the Tao to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, to taste without discerning any flavor, to consider what is small as great and a few as many, and to recompense injury with kindness. Chapter 63, Section 2 The master of it anticipates things that are difficult while they are easy, and does things that would become great while they are small. All difficult things in the world are sure to arise from a previous state in which they were easy, and all great things from one in which they were small. Therefore the sage, while he never does what is great, is able on that account to accomplish the greatest things. Chapter 63 Section 3 
He who lightly promises is sure to keep but little faith. He who is continually thinking things easy is sure to find them difficult. Therefore the sage sees difficulty even in what seems easy, and so never has any difficulties. End of chapter 63